Okay, so when I think about <laughs> funny places that like Jesus um representations, Jesus uh Jesus doppelgangers have shown up like mm-hmm. where I've seen, you know, a G- a picture of Jesus or some sort of like caricature. Um one of the funniest things I ever seen, like like bro, only in Los Angeles, I was with my buddies and we were skating uh sunset no no rodeo we were in rodeo bro just like Oy. like idiots just skating around um all these expensive stores and there was a there was a like a jesus figure walking around like a dude he was dressed like jesus like dressed like a kind of a you know rabbi like a desert uh-huh. homeless rabbi like he was doing the full get up and um right. Bro, I was stuck on this dude. I seen this guy and I was like, this is mad weird. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to be honest. I was like offended. I wanted to like, like why are you acting <laughs> like this, son? Like, why are you out here like being dumb like this? He, he was just cruising down the street? Yeah, he was just cruising down the street, like kind of walk, like meandering around. And I can't remember if he was talking to people. But I think that was the awkward part is like, I think everyone kind of knew like, is this guy dressing up like Jesus? Like, and uh-huh. uh it was just like bizarre. He'd be like in Rodeo Drive and I was like, yeah, I don't see, you know, like I'm, I'm wondering like, is this like a prank or something? But I don't think it was. I think it was like, you know, you know how it is, dude, out here in Los Angeles, like the weather's all right. So people, <laughs> people get a little twisted. But I was like, man, like, isn't that funny? Like that the caricatures, like this was some, this was some cat, like who just decided like he was going to. I don't know, get in the whole get up and walk around and see what people do to engage them. But I felt like, uh, the, I, f- I felt like, bro, if my abuela was out here, you'd catch a chunk out of the back of the head for that, bro. Like, this is like, <laughs> like what are you doing? <laughs> Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Bible is Dope podcast, a podcast dedicated to providing creative and intelligent conversations on how the teachings of the Bible are relevant in our modern day and age. I am one of your co-hosts, McKay, aka DJ McKay, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in today. Uh, We're diving back into another episode. Um, Mike and I have put in a lot of time and effort and I hope you guys really enjoy it um, and have fun with it just like we did. Uh, Without further ado, here we go. I learned this verse, I'm pretty sure in King James, throughout the Old English. Let me recite it for you as I remember it as a child. It's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay. Three, two, one. But yeah, that's the crazy part of like John three sixteen is it's like this perfect spark note of Sheesh. like what the Bible what the Bible is trying to get a, get across. You miss a lot of like you know yeah the meat the meat of the book, but this one verse like perfectly captures like it's not how much money you give, it's not how many people you help out, it's not you know obeying all the Sunday school rules, um, and waiting, you know, for all these certain things in life. It's not about, um, even showing up every Sunday, really. It's about, do you believe? And like, do you wholeheartedly believe? It, 
because and the other thing is like pretty much every person in history is like okay I have a serious problem I need to figure out (laughs) I'm going to die and nobody's coming back so Mm -hmm. I need to figure out how to deal with the other side and so everybody's trying to figure that out like uh, you got like even the most famous like the Egyptians were like bro we got this whole system we about to give you this like Easter egg shell thing and we put all your goodies in here <laughs> we're gonna get you hooked up <laughs> and then like people have different rituals and you know your boy your boy Walt Disney I th- he tried to freeze himself I think is that real? I think he tried to freeze himself uh, I don't know well I know I mean, Larry I, w- I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be surprised if Walt Disney tried to freeze himself because Walt Walt Disney's a little strange. But Larry King has talked about that. He's talked about the freezing process, like freeze me and then bring me back. Uh, So everybody's tried to deal with that. They're like, that shall not perish. Everyone's like, Mm. I'm trying to shall not perish. Like that's the whole thing. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) well, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at. movies you look at music you look at sports like even lebron james said it you know what we do now echoes in eternity that's Sheesh. in a sense that's in a sense not perishing because eternity you, you're gonna know yeah you're gonna know lebron james's name for decades you know people are gonna talk about kobe bryant for as long as this earth is still spinning because of what he did as an athlete hmm. people are gonna people are gonna keep talking about um Eddie Van Halen because of like all the music he made and how great he was a guitar. So like this pursuit of shall not perish hmm. is always, always something that, you know, is fantasized. About. Yeah. It's on the heart of man. Even though, even though all these people have either died or will die at one point. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so herein lies the tension, right? So that's the famous verse. That's the in and out verse. That's the mm-hmm. verse. A lot of people have heard, that's the verse that's on the bumper stickers, you know, unfortunately, sometimes next to other bumper stickers that are a little <laughs> antithetical, uh, favorite of McKay and I's is, uh, I'm going to be, f- <laughs> I'm going to be fair. I'm pretty sure it's God first, but it says pro God, pro gun, pro life, which is kind of funny. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you, sir. Uh, Jesus said if you live by the sword you'll die by the sword direct quote mm. that was like direct quote. direct quote uh additionally when you say pro-life after you say pro-gun i'm not sure i understand what you mean by that because i think people are gonna die <laughs> when you say it like that <laughs> but uh all that to say you've seen john three sixteen more than likely mm-hmm. it's a famous verse um what you may not have seen though is the rest of what Jesus says afterwards, um, which is pretty compelling and prevent presents an interesting tension in the, just the idea of life and something we all struggle with. Um, Mm. and I think what you'll see, what McKay and I see is that like, when you, when you read what Jesus says beyond that famous verse, when you finish his, his thought, um, what you see is actually a solution to one of the greatest tensions we experience in life, which is we're, we, we need justice. We're looking for things to be made right. We're also looking for renewal. We're also hoping for mercy, right? So what you're going to hear 
in this episode, we're going to talk about how Jesus uniquely deals with that tension. Um, do you have anything you'd say to that? Bro? I, yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was going to say something. Then you pitched me that question and I completely, uh, completely lost track of my thought. Um, <laughs> I was going to, I was just going to put a note on like one of the kind of crazy things is I, I've known John three sixteen probably longer or for more time that I've been alive than I haven't. If that makes sense. Mm. I've known, I've known John three sixteen for a long time, but it wasn't until recently that I came to the actual realize, realizes, dude, I cannot talk today. <laughs> you came to the real. It wasn't <laughs> until recently that I understood that it was Jesus actually saying these words before it was oh, always for real. Like, yeah. It was before I was like, Oh, it's just the scripture that, somebody said in the bible <laughs> yeah because because i know why bro because you and i experienced the same thing because we'd be in settings where it was like okay everyone say john three sixteen. we'd be like john they forgot so love the world and they're like okay pledge allegiance to the flag i pledge allegiance <laughs> so we thought we thought freaking we thought george washington said that stuff bro yeah man or, i don't know or john adams we're like john we say it right but before this, we say the Pledge of Allegiance, so, like... <laughs> yeah. But, it's, I mean, it's like you said, Mike, is, like, how long did it take you to actually read and study, like, the five verses that come after that in this section of John chapter 3? Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's so interesting. I, I agree with you. I remember... Uh, I can remember, uh, I think, even when I first started to rec- reckon with what Jesus actually says in his whole thought in that passage of Scripture... Um, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, wow, there's some interesting stuff here. And it's, it's just like, it's not bad to know one verse. It's just like a lot of times uh, I would say a lot of people are really misinformed on Jesus and and who he is. Cause like, you know, I'm telling you, like, this is what we do to Jesus is like a really problematic character for a lot of people. Cause it's like, okay, he existed. We can't get around that. He's too famous (laughs) and he's been famous and there's historical records. Okay. Uh, but he says things that I don't agree with. And so I have to, <laughs> but he says things that I like and I can't get away from that. So what do I do? So it's like, we focus on the things that we like and we just don't like, we just don't get, it's funny. Like we, we really, man, I mean, how's he going to, how would you feel if like people just took like the things they liked you said and like edited you and you know they presented you you're a plant-based theologian what if like people didn't like that about you so they just remixed it and next thing you know you're like a chef who like <laughs> specializes in steak like how would you like that dude <laughs> like, dude yeah that that'd be wild i mean you but that's you look at it that's how 2020 american culture is like stay if, woke. If a certain group of people like one person, then they're going to avoid anything negative that person does and they're going to paint him in one picture. And if that same person is liked by or disliked by a different group of people, they're only going to show the negative side of that person. You see these two, these two different parts of one person that's actually very complex and, you know, um, isn't just one dimensional. Yes. But bruh, let's uh, let's break this down for the people. I'm gonna start from the top. We're gonna go from uh, verse 16 
and I'm just gonna go straight through. Gonna do it. Preach. Cue the music. Drop the beat. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it be made clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Sheesh. Bars. John three sixteen through twenty one. Yeah. Okay, so why did that stick out to you? Like what are you thinking when you read that? We were chopping it up the other day. And uh I'd love for you to unpack that for the people because I found it interesting how you were you were kind of taken aback by that full passage. Like what are you what struck you about that full statement from Jesus? Yeah, man. I mean, like, kind of like we were hinting at at the beginning of the the show of, you know, John three sixteen. Everyone knows it. Everyone has has heard the verse. But this was kind of one of the first times that, in in my time reading, I actually just sat and was quiet with the rest of this section of the of the book, um, and being in the middle of you know twenty twenty pandemic, you know highly uh tense political climate all these different things going on um the two sides of america has really kind of been exposed Hmm. Um, and you see with with those sides being exposed you also see like two sides of jesus being exposed because there's christians on both sides of um this spectrum and they both believe in the same god but both highlight very different points of him on one side you see um our, our favorite kind of phrasing of Jesus. You see hippie Jesus where, yeah. you know, he's just out probably walking around barefoot, maybe has a shirt on, maybe not. It's just kind of, you know, peace and love, take care of each other. <laughs> you know, not, nothing matters, but love, you know, that kind of Jesus. Yeah. Man, I tell you what. But then there's another side of people that see Jesus. That's like, no, you're going to follow the rules. You're going to follow all the rules. We're going to set the rules. We're going to follow them. If you break them, you're going down. <laughs> yeah. If you think wrong, if you think wrongly of these rules, you're going down. Yeah. If you even look at me the wrong way, you're going down, yeah. you know? Additionally, I hate but, you. Just want to be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was sitting through this and I, I, it just kind of dawned on me where I was like, yo, this is like straight from Jesus's mouth. This is him saying this. This isn't mm. one of his disciples, one of his disciples saying, you know, then he did this miracle. This isn't, yeah. uh, this isn't your favorite theologian giving his commentary on this. This isn't, you know, your favorite, uh, news analyst giving, you know, their viewpoint on it. This isn't even your favorite pastor teaching you what it is. This is straight from Jesus's mouth saying, this is why I'm here this is what I'm here to do. This is why I'm here. This is what I'm here to do. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, I... Pa- pa- pause for impact. Pause for impact. <laughs> but yeah, I like... So, what I was intrigued when you brought this to me, bro, was like... 
exactly what you were saying is um, <clears throat> we're I don't know, bro. Like I, I like <laughs> I always feel awkward in this current climate when we're talking about like world issues and problems. Like I'm like it's hard to follow what people are thinking and what they expect. You know, like mm-hmm. so. <clears throat> I mean, I'll give you an example. Like when we were growing up, the message was kind of like. Yo, leave the church. It's outdated. Like, you know, um, God is a construct. Like, forget this dogma. That's old stuff. Like, let's move into the future. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Um, and who really, who the hell really knows if there is a God, right? Like, that's just mm-hmm. some made-up stuff from our... We just got to break free of, like, what you've been told. It was sort of like, yeah, break free from what you've been told. You know what I'm saying? Think for yourself. Right. Um, very, like very green day you know i feel like that marked our generation was like you know what i'm saying like that punk rock like yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go along with the establishment you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah um, and the the interesting thing is like that's the narrative we grew up with um and but then like we're we're like coming of age and like everyone's outraged right now do you know what yeah. I'm saying? And we don't have we don't have guiding principles that we all agree on and go, yeah, this is why this is wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, right. yeah, we we don't like where it's like that's why there's so much you know confusion. Like one of the things I I think about um, a lot is like you th- when you think about like like let me just state it for the record, like. Dr. Martin Luther King was Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. He was a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like he believed in he's a follower of Jesus, okay? Like his his content is just like infused with scripture. So as much as yeah. like people try to make him like an icon devoid of any kind of like, you know, necessary attachment to an organization like that dude was a follower of Jesus. Like what informed his work was the scriptures, was the mandate of the Bible to treat people equally, right? Man, Man I, I tell, tell you what. what. Right. And so you've got this massive, important, like historical social movement, you know, wh- where there's a voice leading that is led by a higher authority, like a, a worldview that was complete and functional. You know what I'm saying? Why? Yeah. Why was it wrong that like, um, that black people were treated like that because they're made in the image of God. Okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, well, because, you know, like, cause at a certain point, if you don't have a reason, like what's to stop people from taking advantage of you, what's to stop society from like doing things that are wrong. And so right. you think about nowadays, man, like there's some incredible, incredible, um, Christians still speaking up. Right. But like, one of the things I've noticed is that like you got like a lot of Gen Zers and like young voices coming through and they don't got any kind of spiritual guidance. They don't got any kind of spiritual foundation or higher authority or anything like that. So it's like they're outraged and they're shouting for change and they're pointing out injustice and they're right there. A lot of times they're correctly pointing out injustice, but bro, you're like left without a paddle. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're like, bro, why is that unjust? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have a reason. And so, um, I, I think we're at this spot where like we, 
we're experiencing some things in America right now where we're seeing the tension of like, we need justice, right? Like we need justice. We need restoration. We need like an answer for these evils. But then on the other side too, like one of the other things we're struggling with is like, uh, I guess to put it crudely, like, okay, but how to, how do we make everything good? You know what I'm saying? How do we make everything work out? Like, happiness all that it's like two very it's like two competing things and i think that's like what's interesting about this passage like you pointed out was i was like wow you actually see that tension in what jesus is saying he's saying yeah um i i've he says like um god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him so he's like i didn't come to condemn you i came to save you right um, right. but then he's like, he goes, whoever does not believe is condemned already. Cause he's not believed in the name of the son of God. So on the flip side, he's like, bruh, I didn't come to condemn you, but if you reject me, you're condemned. Um, and, and he kind of puts it in a more poignant way We in verse 19, which is brilliant. He's like, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. That's him. So he's called the light of the world, right? He's using a metaphor of light and dark, which was super poignant in Greek culture. Um, so he's saying the light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. So he's like, he shows this tension of like what you said, who he is and what he's here to do. Um, Jesus shows like, I, I came to show mercy, but there's a judgment coming as well. So I'm showing you judgment and mercy. And that's something I think our world uh, we don't know how to put those puzzle pieces together. We know they're there, but we don't know what to do with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's and that's kind of the the interesting thing about our world at this point, too, is because there is such a huge, like you're saying, there is such a huge push for justice and for change. And, I mean, we're, we're all here for it. I know, I mean, you and I have had extensive conversations on this kind of stuff, but it's true where it's lacking is that if there is no... Sp- I guess spiritual grounding um there's a giant loophole you know there's no there's no room for mercy you know there's no room for grace when you don't have that kind of founding so yes we want justice we want this evil to be to be repaid or not repaid but we want you know this evil to to be held accountable for but what do you do when that person changes 100% you know what do you do when um, there's a major turnaround in that person's life and they are working hard. And I, I, th- I think that's kind of where, where my mind went with a lot of this stuff is I'm hmm. reading this and I'm thinking, I'm looking, you know, kind of specifically at cancel culture. Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> where one person says something on Twitter 10 years ago or, you know, treated some person one way specifically Oh, you know, a ways ago and it's one specific incident and the rest of their life doesn't show that they, you know, maintained that kind of um, treatment of others mm. or that kind of reaction and any of those kind of yeah. things. But we still have this culture that wants to basically make sure they can't get a job or can't do anything outside of that. And it's like, yeah. And I mean, even even Christians are vulnerable for that. You know, Christians are have been a huge part of cancel culture. You know, oh, if it's gosh. something that doesn't, if it's something that doesn't align with the church, you know, they're trying to cancel it as soon as they can. And it's through this section, you see so much of like, from Jesus's own mouth, I have not come to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through 
through him, yeah. through me. You could literally switch. I have not come to cancel the world, you know? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, if anyone could be canceled, it's literally the entire world. Like, yeah. humans are destroying our climate. That's that's one, so that's enough to deserving to be canceled. But two, yeah. we're all treating each other horribly. Yeah. That, but at this, yeah. but at at the same point, as as we're breaking this down, you know, Jesus says, "I'm not here to condemn. Um, I'm here to save." Um, and then, like you said, verse 19, the light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Um, and what resonated me resonated with me was, "For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works." Should be exposed, bruh. Oh, oh. Sheesh. I tell you what. I tell. I you tell what. you what. I mean, Mike. How many times? I mean, just just think about that. How many times? One, growing up as a teenager. Two, in your adult life, have you been like afraid of being something exposed? Oh, dude, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, dang it, I just lost what I was trying to say. Ah. Bruh, I'll jump in. Podcasting is hard. <laughs> Dude, it oh, is. It is. Um, the funny thing, okay, so the funny thing about this, and it's it's kind of what you're saying about uh, cancel culture, right? <laughs> the funny thing about cancel culture, it's almost like a, it's like a COVID-19 outbreak, where it's like, you... <laughs> you're the problem and then like everybody else starts getting infected you know like that's what we've seen we've seen that over the last like two years is like cancel you shame on you oh cancel you shame on you and the next thing you know you get canceled like all these cats are like pointing the finger and then they get canceled like it's hilarious because like here's the deal all of us are like that's the funny part about cancel culture right now is like eventually it's gonna get everybody like and, and that's why it like doesn't make any sense is it's like bro nobody's looking at themselves accurately right now nobody does mm. that bro nobody freaking does that right like yeah that's what uh, honestly like here here's the thing about um the uniqueness of the christian message is it forces you to do that religion lets you dress up and play little games and act like you're righteous but everyone knows like you know you're a fake everyone sees that mm -hmm. so it's like the funny thing with cancel culture is like, you know, you see in government officials be like, I cannot believe this person over here. And then like they, you know, accidentally tweet out something that was meant for the group text. And it's like, boom, <laughs> canceled. Well, I, I, I think of like one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Um, Scandals. No, one of the like the biggest like people that do this all the time. I just I think of Google. Like yeah. <laughs> Google Google will hop like I remember so much Google hopped on the Me Too movement, which like I'm for it, you know. I think men have used their power in really disgusting ways before. But you see like these huge ads of like Google being Come like on, bro. we're for women, we believe survivors, and then like two months later not Google's getting a hit with like lawsuits left and right <laughs> because of misconduct in their own offices and it's like bruh Yeah. <laughs> or like uh when they I remember they're like we're for the people. We are for the people. 
we're going to put an office in Berlin that gentrifies the entire area and push out all the poor people. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and there was like protests, like you're exactly right. Yeah. It's like the, it's, it's funny how like we don't see the, the hypocrisy. Like we don't see that. We don't point the finger at ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I was thinking of uh, some lyrics today for this episode. Um, it's from uh, Andy Minio. It's called Vendetta. And uh, it's a really powerful song, and he and he provides a lot of like you know critique of politicians and American culture, and it's very poignant and clever. Um, and while he's like doing this kind of segment where he's like, "Look, Mister, Mister, or Mrs. Government official, we just won't listen," and he starts you know jotting off his like perspective about like we're this generation, like we know better, da da da, and then. He goes, hold up, how I'm talking. I've got excess. Others got need. I got to answer to God for all of these sneaks. So he's talking about his sneakers. He says, I've got a hundred pairs, but only two feet. God, forgive me. I've been thinking about me. And then he says, very, very poignantly, we point fingers at people who sin different, skin different, but the same color we bleed. And he says, you want to know the real problem with America? Always has been and it always will be me. And he says, if you had any other answer, you've been deceived. We've been looking for salvation and education, money, leaders, and policies, but we've got a bigger need. We've got a sin debt that we inherited. We divided ourselves by class, skin, color, and our heritage. Well, our creator bankrupt the heavens so we all could be there with him, brothers and sisters. And like, it's just powerful because he goes, you want to know the real problem with America always has been and always will be me. And he points the finger at himself. And I think... um, what Jesus does is like in the in the passage like you you point out is like um bro he points at us you know what i'm saying like the call is yeah. yours the the choice is yours he's saying like there's a way out like the the way to eternal life is believing in me um yeah and so the choice is yours and- yeah. And I mean, he, yeah, that's basically what he's saying in these last verses is like, I didn't come to condemn, but I'm here in the light and you're hiding in the darkness because you like it better than being exposed for like the nastiness that is human nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is your plant-based theologian, a.k.a. DJ McKay, a.k.a. Just, just McKay, you know. Hey, we really appreciate you guys tuning in today. We hope this message, or this podcast was able to uh, impact you guys in any kind of way. I'm getting my little Sunday service voice going, so I got to make sure I uh, tone that back down a little bit. But hey, if you're really liking what we're doing, please consider subscribing. Um, please share these episodes with your friends. Uh, go ahead and leave us a comment on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, just hit us with the follow. And you guys will get updated every time we drop a new episode as well. So we'd greatly appreciate it if you could do that. Uh, thank Again, thank you so, so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Mike, I'm going to trust your um, audio chopping to make that sound a little bit better. <laughs>